Welcome to Bad Boston Artists and Designers Podcast. My name is Calder. And I'm John. And we are your hosts here today. We have a very special guest, Emma Paralazes. <laughs> Jesus, Calder. I'm just going to edit that out. Uh, how do you say your last name? <laughs> it's Parla Aziz. Parla Aziz. Okay. I should have told you ahead of time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were close <laughs> No, I totally butchered that. You did your best. So it's okay. <laughs> Parla Aziz? Yeah, much better. Okay. <laughs> Emma Parla Aziz. Uh-huh. All right. So tell us who you are and what you do, Emma. Well, hi, everyone, all the listeners of the Bad Podcast. I am Emma. I'm a creative director and film artist from Lowell, Massachusetts. Very cool. So uh, where did you grow up? You said in Lowell is where you're at right now. Yeah, so um, I was born in southern Florida, but spent most of my childhood up here in Mass with, like, my mom and my grandparents. Very nice. Nice. Now, you know, you say you're calling yourself a creative director, um, and uh, a lot of also filmmaking and photography. Now, did you always know that you wanted to kind of go into this, or what brought you to this direction that you're in now? Um, So I didn't necessarily always know that I wanted to be a photographer or anything film-related necessarily, but um, definitely, like, an artist. Uh, Not to be, like, cheesy like that person, but, like, I was definitely born, like, an artist, you know? Um... I'm lucky that my family, like, saw that and always encouraged me to perform, like, one form of art or another. Like, my mom put me in dance and music lessons, piano lessons, choir. She'd take me to museums almost, like, every other weekend. Um, Wow. Yeah, she very much, like, immersed me in, like, everything, like, she possibly could. And, like, my mom and grandparents always said they could never see me, like, in an office or behind a desk (laughs) or taking orders from somebody else so (laughs) it's just kind of the path I was kind of destined to take but um to answer how I got into this path a little bit more um I ended up um going into tv media and um doing a lot of um photography and I kind of took off with that for a bit And um, at a thrift store, I found my very first film camera and um, decided to clean it up and give it a try. And then ever since then, I was like, that's it. (laughs) That's what I want (laughs) to do. (laughs) Very cool. Are your parents artists? Um, My, yes, Sish, my mom um, modeled a lot when she was younger. Um, And um, my uncle um, used to paint a lot as well when um, he was alive. He's my uh, mom's brother. Um, I'm not super close with my dad, so I don't really know too much about um, if he's into art. But my grandfather always did stuff with, like, his hands. Like, he did a lot of, like, carpentry stuff. Um, And my grandmother was, like, always baking and sewing. Like, she would make me my Halloween costumes when I was younger, you know. So... Yeah, I definitely grew up a grew up around like a very artistic, you know, kind of like eclectic family. <laughs> yeah, you really got to dip your toes and everything. Yeah. <laughs> so it sounds like you're a little more self-taught. What is your education like in the art world or just in general? 
Yeah, so uh, nothing super special, just public school for elementary school, and I did a charter school for middle school, and um, like I said, I went to a technical school where I studied TV media, film production, and theater arts. Um, when I graduated, I ended up um, studying cosmetology um, and got my license, um, and then I was like, mm, I like doing hair, but and I'm glad I did it because now I have that like skill under my belt and it's helped with photo shoots, but it's definitely not what I wanted to do. I didn't want to work in a salon. So after that, I've just been taking uh, workshops with uh, Maine Media College, and uh, that's been pretty much it for my education. Very cool. So how long have you been doing photography? Mm, maybe since... 2017. Okay. Was that was that when you found the film camera? Uh, no, I found that a few a couple years later, actually, maybe 2019. Oh, gotcha. So I've been doing film for just a few years, photography mm -hmm. a little closer to like five years altogether. Fun. I love that. Sorry, my cat's coming in. Um. <gasps> Wait, we have to say hello oh. to the extra special guest. Our What's special that? secret <laughs> surprise guest star. This is my cat, Belle. Oh. Um, Hi, Belle. A chungus. She, oh, yeah. <laughs> she is a chungus, and, uh, yeah. She's, oh, my uh, God. Is she purring? Because I she, feel like I can hear is. her purring. If, if I pick her up. Oh, oh, oh. She's coming up. Oh. No, no. Step on the keyboard. Um, yeah, she immediately starts purring uh, whenever I just, like, pet her or just pick her up immediately. And it's to the point where actually, if I um, I can't pet her without like her moving around. Like if she's sitting <laughs> down, and I'm like, oh, you're sitting down. Let me pet your head real quick. She'll be like, oh, love, and then she'll immediately just be start spazzing out. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm actually gonna take you off the table. I'm so sorry. She just wants to help. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Um, oh, where was I? Um. Yeah, no, but going through your, like, your photography and everything, you know, again, like, love your work, um, and I, you know, been able to, like, watching your stuff for, for quite some time now, would you say, is there, like, a style or, like, a theme to all of your stuff that you do? Um, I don't know, I'd say my stuff's really, like, eclectic, um, I've done, like, stuff from, like, kind of more, like, horror-ish, mm -hmm. like, psychologically-ish to, like, super like fairy tale-ish. I will say I'm very influenced by like mythology and spirituality, which is why I get a lot of that like light and dark sides to the photos. Mm. Um, but I'd say like, despite my uh, wide range of <laughs> sets and uh, concepts, I'd say like probably I do a lot of muted tones and soft focus with my work. Um, so I'd say you could probably usually like pick it out by by that, you know. I've absolutely noticed yeah. those uh, those muted tones uh, that you would be able to put through it. That um, when you do that, it, it definitely gives it like a dreamlike. Um, Thank you. A dreamlike <laughs> presence to it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> um, so what kind of equipment do you use? You said you originally found a film camera. Yep, it's my favorite one. It's a Yashica TL Super. Um, they actually only made it one year. It was like 1966. Um, wow. 
I've actually had a couple problems with it, and I've emailed um, Yashika directly, and they told me they couldn't help me because they didn't have, like, a camera that like it anymore, and I was just like, okay, I guess wow. I'll figure it out on my own. Thanks. That's incredible. Even the experts are like, I don't know. We haven't used that in ages. Literally, I was like, you made this. Like, how do, how do you not know? Wait, and that's, and that's the only camera that you use most of the time? When you're, when you're shooting? That's my favorite one. I'll always use it. But like I said, I've had problems with it. So I've learned mm-hmm. from my past mistakes where I've had shoots oh, gotcha. and have nothing come from it. And now I use like eight cameras um, <laughs> when I'm in the middle nice. of shooting. Because I'm like, I'm going to get at least one roll out of this. I swear to God. <laughs> I've never used film. Do you have a hard time finding the film for it? Does it use a specific... So it's 35 millimeter film, not super hard to find, really. Um, If um, you go to, you know, even some CVSs still have some Kodak film um, for 35 millimeter, but you can go, I usually get mine off of um, Lomography or Film Wholesale. Um, They'll have, Lomography is like a specific kind of um, experimental film brand. They, uh, hmm. I don't know if you've guys seen kind of more of like my purpley and like reddishy like work. Yes. Um, but that's a specific like film that they've altered that I use to get those kind of tones. Um, oh, very cool. So yeah. <laughs> Th- that's crazy to to hear because it's like, uh, you know, and props to you even more now because so knowing that you're you're using like experimenting with different like uh, film styles. And everything like most of the time whenever I see someone on Instagram taking photography or like posting on there it's like I can never tell if it's like okay is this like did they do this with their camera or is it just a filter that they yeah. put over it and so you saying that yeah yeah it's good to know that yeah. it's not just a filter <laughs> I actually do super minimal editing on um, all of my work um, I do mostly like light and um, color manipulation, but everything else, like I leave like pretty natural. Um, I don't edit any of like the models like bodies or anything like that. Um, I leave all the imperfections like there. Um, I just think it looks better. I used to heavily edit it. I would like edit my greens so they would look yeah. blue and stuff like that. And Play around a bit. Yeah, I definitely used to do that. But as I settled more into like my own style, like I realized like simple is usually better, especially when working with film. Yeah, I definitely think we need more of that unedited yeah. film out there. Now your picture, one of my favorite ones, the um, the soul on fire uh, ah, picture. I'm going you. back, I'm really looking <laughs> at it as we're talking. Um, and I remember with this one, you have like a um, like a very much highlight of like orange going through it, uh, so like all those photos there. How did you go about that and get that with the camera? Uh, it's a double exposure, actually. Mm. Um, and a hundred percent honesty, like hand to the universe, like it was an absolute like mistake. Like I didn't even mean for that to happen. This was taken on my camera that sometimes malfunctions, and. This is why I use it. This is why it's my favorite thing because that was literally my favorite like piece yeah. I've ever done. Like it turned out so cool. Um, so what happened is um, my film didn't wind all the way, so it created a double exposure when I took the next photo. Mm-hmm. Um, and the next photo um, was super um, bright and just kind of like uh, 
overexposed. <laughs> so, so it kind of like created this super cool like effect and uh, she was moving and like her hair was moving in like both of the photos. So it just mm -hmm. created like kind of like a movement around her, you know, while her face was kind of still the focal yeah. point. Um, so yeah, when I uh, scanned my film and saw that, I was like, <laughs> so you, you took it expecting one thing and then the universe just kind of gave you something fantastic yeah and honestly working with film that happens to me a lot and um that's what I love about it like I never know what like I'm gonna get like I'll have one idea in my head and something else will come of it and I'll just have to like roll with it you know and nine times out of ten it's even better than what I had in my head anyways Mm -hmm. Yeah, happy accidents. Yeah. Was fun. Now, what would you say, like, from all the different sets that, like, you know, you're finding people and models and setting up and everything and taking photography or even film, um, what would you say is the most, like, one of the most challenging sets that you've been on, like, trying to prep for? Um, so this was um, a few years ago. It was actually one of my... Um, very first uh, sets as I was becoming a photographer, um, but I was doing an alternate Disney princess and villains concept, you know, pretty much what anyone who's into that kind of stuff starts off with when you're getting into art. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but I definitely bit off more than I can chew with this, because like I said, it was I was just kind of starting out, and between like hair, makeup, designers, models, assistants, lighting... Um, I had over 25 people involved in the shoot, um, and they were coming from all over New England, all different places, all different states, um, and I rented out a studio. Um, normally, I would shoot at my place um, or mm -hmm. in my backyard, um, but I don't have the space to fit over 25 people, so I was like, yeah, okay, well. here we go. Um, and unfortunately, getting the models ready took way longer than expected, and one of the models didn't show up at all. So I had to squeeze myself into an outfit that was too small for me, and then shoot myself and the other models who each of their characters had their own set, like, setup as well. So we mm -hmm. would have to, like, break down a set, set it up, and, like, have shoot the model, and then break it down and set up, like, another one, all yeah. under 30 minutes. And oh, my God. And then we had to clean it up, too. And the, like, studio manager was just, like, there, kind of, like, hurry it up, hurry it up, hurry it up. And we were like, we got this, we got this, we got this. And, <laughs> you know, Oof. it managed to work out. And the photos came out really great for where I was in my journey at the time. Um, but, I like I said, I definitely, it was the most stressful shoot I've ever done. It was, Sounds like yeah, it. very much and over my head and that's always how I am I dream very big <laughs> so it was no surprise to anyone that I did something crazy like that for like my first two years of being a photographer <laughs> not a bad thing to think big yeah <laughs> how'd you find 25 models that sounds like a lot of work alone uh no not models specifically 25 people involved like between oh, okay. um hair yeah. and makeup and the designers and stuff but okay, finding it. models is very hard and it is always a problem that I have and as I'm sure John can attest who's um, my friend on most social media accounts I am always looking for like a last minute fill-in because yeah. people are always <laughs> just something always happens 
I see your Instagram stories. Yeah, your Instagram stories where you're like, you know, like, quick uh, model anybody. Yeah, (laughs) like, you know, you don't even need to have experience at this point. Like, just please come. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It was actually interesting, though, speaking of that, uh, I know sometimes when you're um, doing those shoutouts looking for models, you'll you'll put down, like, looking for a a zodiac sign, like, horoscope of a model. Uh, What is, what's with that? What's, how is that about, like, when you're looking, like, yeah. Yes, so that is actually a current project that I'm working on, and I have been working on it for over a year. Um, It is based around um, astrology and the zodiac signs. Um, Each of the models represent their own sun sign um, in the project. Um, I don't want to give too much away Mm -hmm. because I'm not finished yet. I actually just got the rest of my film photos in today, and I get to edit them soon, so it will be finished soon. Um, but this is like the first project I've done that's kind of like on this level and I'm hoping to do something like really special with it in the future. So, uh, I'm very, very excited. (laughs) Nice. Well, I'm excited to see it. Uh, and good timing too, that, you know, we get to talk about you with it here and then, you know, you'll be editing it and then hopefully see it soon as well. So I know. Yeah, that's, that's (laughs) great. Um, now so far when you like, doing all these shoots and you know learning your practice and everything have you had any like favorite artists that have inspired you so far when going down your path um yeah there's been um a couple of artists um specific to photography i would say um carletta guerrero uh she's a 21st century italian photographer Mm. um and I love her work. She does a lot of muted tones, um, a lot of like intimate portraits, um, very much kind of like my jam. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then Francesca Woodman was a 20th century photographer and Julia Margaret Cameron was a 19th 19th century photographer. And um, both of them did a lot of, again, like intimate portraits and uh, nudes and just very like body focused, nature focused um, work. And again, all my jam. Yeah. (laughs) Nice. Do you have any other uh, hobbies or interests that are outside of your usual line of work? Uh, Yes. So um, I really like gardening. (laughs) Um, I have my own garden at my grandparents' backyard where I'll grow like carrots and tomatoes and sunflowers and all that kind of shenanigans. I grew cantaloupe last year and that was, they were really small, but they tasted good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I like making music as well. Um, Oh, cool. John can attest that he's been um, with my partner and our friend Mitch and Mm -hmm. they jam all the time and do music and uh, Jake, my partner, is a a producer um, so sometimes he'll have like a song and I'll like sing on it for him. I just heard one today, yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah, he said... Was I on it or was it another one? No, you were on it. It was one that uh, that Jake was working on and... Uh, it sounded it sounded great, and I'm like, how long did you like take you to put this? And he's like, I've been working on it for about like 40 hours now, I think 45, maybe more. And I'm like, oh wow. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it it shows. Yeah, he works really hard on his stuff, and then he'll send it to me, and I'm like, nice. I don't know how you did any of that, so I don't know how to compliment <laughs> you on it, but it sounds good. <laughs> yeah, um, and when it comes to gardening, uh, uh, 
Yeah, I, I wish I was a better gardener. Um, my mom is fantastic with her garden. Yeah. Um, I'm terrible with plants. I have a couple plants, but <laughs> I made sure that they're plants that I if I forget the water, it's fine. Like I have a cactus, and then and then I'll forget about it, and then like two weeks, three weeks later, and I'm like, oh oh shit, and I'm like, oh wait, it's a cactus, <laughs> it's a cactus. Fine. Cacti are actually my favorite. I love them. I have a little shelf uh, with a bunch of them. Oh, really? I have one (laughs) that I don't know what kind of. I don't know why I didn't look it up. I should look it up. Uh, But it's it's got like a. It's got like a red ball on top of it, and it make it makes it look like a crown or like a afro or something. Yeah. Uh, So yeah. Yeah. So yeah, and then bamboo. So. You have bamboo too. Mm Mhm. Yeah. That's super cool. I just got a Venus flytrap for the first time. Oh, you have to let oh, me know cool. how you take care of it because uh, obviously you feed it bugs, but if you don't have any bugs around, do you just yeah, you so have to catch them? I just so they actually hibernate. Um, so oh. I just left it outside for during like the warm season, and it just caught its own bugs on its own, and I just kind of like would water it every now and then. Um, and then I just moved it inside and I found out that you pretty much literally just like let it die. What? <laughs> like you don't feed it uh. or anything like that. Like you just, and that is really testing me cause that's not something I'm like good at. So I'm just like watching it like wither away so it can hibernate and do its thing. And I'm like, <sighs> how withered does it get? It, like, pretty much, like, literally gets, like, brown and, like, the stuff, like, dies off and you'll have, like, kind of, like, a little bush and then it'll grow back again, like, next year. Does it, like, revitalize itself or does it start all new? No, it, like, kind of, like, revitalizes itself. Like, a few of them, like, will start new and stuff, but, like, it comes, like, back and it's, like... I don't know. It's like my first time doing it, so I'll give you more information Man, next time. I, me- I messed up because <laughs> I think I, if that's the case, I might have thrown away a good Venus flytrap because I thought it was dead. Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so I had it. I don't know. I was like, do I leave it outside? And uh, and I'm like, oh, I had it inside for a while. And then I'm like, well, and I got it during a time when we kind of had like a fly problem. Like we had some fruit flies around. And I'm like, yeah, this will, this will <laughs> help. And then if that, then it wasn't a problem. And then I'm like, all right, so I'm going to pick up this ant. And I'm going to put this ant in your mouth oh and you're going to eat it. And it just was not, like, having it. Like, it just wasn't going for it. And then it started to wither away. And I'm like, ah, shit, I don't know how to do this. So there's a chance that it was probably fine, maybe. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Well, that's okay. You live and you learn. Exactly. Exactly. Certainly. All right. Where can we find more of your work? Uh the basic social media sites um <laughs> my website you can find it instagram twitter tiktok i finally caved and made a tiktok even though i'm 25 and i feel like i'm too old to be on tiktok but <laughs> never too old <laughs> i was like it's where all the youngins are on um <laughs> skyclad creations or skyclad art pretty much any skyclad variation is usually me <laughs> Okay. Yeah, and the the TikTok thing, I uh, I also just recently got into it, and um, I was very much not for it at first, and then I, what happened was it was the YouTube Shorts because YouTube started doing a TikTok thing now, and yeah. I started doing that, and then all of a sudden I started watching TikTok, and now I'm just one a.m. So <laughs> yeah, still scrolling. <laughs> still scrolling. I have so many ideas for TikToks that I'll literally just never accomplish. <laughs> <laughs> I like the um, the musical, like the 
uh, the duets that people do, and I keep thinking I'm gonna go on with the bass and do it, and I just haven't yet. So yeah, I've definitely saved a couple, and I'm like, mm, I'm gonna sing to them, and then I'm like, you know, I'll kind of like sober up a bit, and I'm like, mm, I'm probably not gonna sing to them. <laughs> I like that. Like I, I don't sober think the up. world wants to hear that. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, what does the future look like for you, Emma? Where are you trying to take this? Uh, you know, I really, I really don't know, but I, the future is just so uncertain and I've had so many specific plans, Mm -hmm. you know, at 21, 22, 23 that never happened. And so at this point, I'm just kind of like, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm passionate about and just hope it takes me somewhere. Um, ideally, I would really love to have a gallery, you know, I would love to work with uh, more musicians because I really like creating uh, conceptual artwork for, you know, their new releases and promo work. Mm. Um, and I like working with brands. Um, sometimes they'll send me uh, clothes to take like uh, conceptual photos of and I get to make the models look uh, and feel all pretty like little fairies and, you know, showcase these fun outfits. Um, so yeah, I just keep, I just hope it keeps going in the right direction. Cause I feel like I'm going in the right direction right now and I'm steadily progressing and that's all I can ask for is that it just keeps going up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely find comfort in your progress. Sounds like you're going places. Thank you. <laughs> so what advice might you have for anyone taking a similar path as you? Uh, that is so difficult. (laughs) It's our hardest question for everyone. Like, just, uh, honestly, that it can, like, take years. Like, there's literally just no such thing as, like, an overnight, like, come up. Like, Lizzo didn't Mm -hmm. blow up overnight. She was literally working in the music (laughs) industry for 10 years. Like, did her song specifically become a hit, like, overnight? Like, yeah, but she, like, worked Mm -hmm. herself up to where she was. So it's, like, all I really have to say is that, like, it takes time and you have to be willing to, like, work at it. And, like, I don't mean, oh, it's going to take, like, a year or two time. Like, that's if you're lucky. Like, like I said, like, it took Lizzo 10 years and she's, like, the baddest bitch in history, okay? (laughs) Like, like, it could take any of us 5, 10, 15 years and you, if it's something you're passionate about, you just have to you know, be willing to work for it and keep at it. And you have to be willing to take rejections because I can't count how many times I've like sent out my work to like a magazine or like a curator and um, I've gotten like rejections back and like, you know, you cry a bit and you take a shower and, you know, maybe you (laughs) lay in bed for a couple of days, but then you have to like pat yourself on the back and pick yourself up and keep going. You know, you can't let that get to you. That's all I really have to say is that it takes time and you have to believe in yourself because it takes time and not everyone's going to believe in you. So you just have to, you know, find your little voice that's like, well, it'll take time, but I'm worth that. Absolutely. Yeah. Patience and confidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And we believe in you, Emma. I think we think Thank from, what you. We, from what we've seen, <laughs> you're doing pretty great. Um, Thank you, guys. And Yeah. And I didn't know that, you know, find places like, you know, Keep sending your yeah. Keep sending your stuff out to places and stuff like that, and you just keep grabbing more work. Um, I'm learning more and more. Uh, less chances that you take in something, you're just gonna end up where you are. Like the worst case scenario is that they say no, and then you're just gonna be where you are now, mm-hmm. which is no different. 
So and it's their loss anyway. Absolutely. Just tell yourself that. It's always exactly. going to be their loss, you know? Opportunity missed. I went on a road trip recently and I reached out to like all of these big like musicians that definitely would never ever see their DMs, but like <laughs> I did it anyway cuz I was like worst case scenario I'm literally right back where I am, but best case scenario one of them does see it and like reaches yeah. out and like Maybe it's a little crazy, maybe it's a little psycho, but, like, you kind of have to be that way in this field if you're going to get anywhere, you know? You can't be a sane person if you want to be an artist. (laughs) Yeah, you definitely have to reach. It's totally fine to put out a reach, and if you make it, then it's the best thing you've ever done. If it it doesn't catch, then you keep going. Absolutely. And at the same time, too, it's, like, those moments, like, when you reach out to bigger people and you're, like, yeah, it's a little crazy that I'm, you know, there's no way they're going to respond back to me. But then you never know that all of a sudden, for some reason, they just happen to see it. And then they reach yeah, back right? out. Yeah, right? If all those girls on TikTok can, like, go into their favorite rappers, <laughs> like, DMs and get, like, a DM back, <laughs> then, like, maybe they'll respond to me and my artwork. <laughs> Good hope. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm like, I'm not offering a date, but can I offer you photo services? <laughs> You're like, work? No, we don't want that. Yeah, literally. <laughs> One last thing to keep it within the theme. What's your favorite mm. part about Halloween or October? Um, well, I'm a witch, so it's a very <laughs> spiritual time for me because it's a witch new year. Um, So my favorite thing is I've always gotten uh, my close friends together and we'll have a fire um, and just kind of like hang out and talk about, you know, everything that's happened this year and how just like grateful we are for, you know, where we're all going and that we all still have each other and we have like food on the table and stuff and it's all just like really cute and nice. And I also force everyone to, of course, dress up. Mm -hmm. So... (laughs) Did you hear that, John? Awesome. If you come, you have to dress up. <laughs> if I'm coming, I have a really big raveny crow mask that looks really funny on a person. and that, That's yeah, beautiful. Cool. I can't so, wait. I'll let you know. Um, yeah, and also, I didn't, I didn't know that you were a witch. Yeah. Did the name Skyclad and all of my witchy shenanigan arts <laughs> not give it away? I never, so, I, so that's the thing, I never know if I'm like, I, I, I never want to assume uh, who is like what and what they believe in and what they don't believe in. So I see it and, and I'll yeah, be like, of oh, okay, witchy vibes. And then all of a sudden, but then you say it, no, I'm actually a witch. And it's like, oh shit, what? So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cool. Witches are supposed to be stealthy anyway. Yeah, that's true. I was flying under the radar. <laughs> All right, Emma, it's been awesome to get to know you. Thank you for talking with us. Well, thank you guys so much for having me on. I really appreciate Absolutely. it. And um, to all the viewers, thank you guys for listening. These are two really dope humans. You should continue listening to their podcasts. Thank They're you. great. Um, and I hope you guys all have a good night. You can reach us on our Instagram at bad underscore media underscore and our email at badboston.media. You are listening to the Boston Artists and Designers Podcast.
Created to provide insight to all kinds of creative minds by sharing the work and experiences of our peers and discussing what inspires and drives them. The goal is to create a platform for collaboration, networking, discussion, and education. Bad Podcast is created and hosted by Calder McKay and John Chevrette. Music by Tom Abbott. John and I are just getting started and hope to get better over time and with your feedback. Thanks again for listening.